Well, welcome back, listeners, and Happy New Year. This is episode 28. Goodbye. Hello. What's next? January 3rd, 2022. It was just the third day of the year when I dragged myself out of my new king-size bed to get started on my day. I couldn't believe what I saw when I looked out my bedroom, kitchen, and family room windows. The first snow of the season, of the new year, had sneaked into the morning just as the weather forecasters predicted. I hadn't put much faith in their computerized crystal balls. After all, the day before, I did a nice two-mile neighborhood walk, then raked the final leaves from the front lawn all in 63-degree weather. I built up a nice sweat, and my moistened face was proof. But the fully covered ceiling skylights this snowy morning proved that the decision to close schools, shut down government operations, and minimize city services was a sound one. From my kitchen windows, I could see the birds fumbling at the feeder taking turns to get seed from the only side that the snow had not covered. I noticed the graded iron wrought table that I refused to put away for the winter already had six inches of snow, or maybe more. The holes in the banister lattice were decorated for Christmas, for real now. Their cross-hatched openings were now outlined with the white stuff, adding to the ambiance that the lone four-foot artificial pre-lit Christmas tree gave to the deck. Before eating a bowl of cereal, I entered the family room to see the view from that vantage point. The overgrown branches of the tall crepe myrtles, who should have had a trim two springs ago, were bent over like a group of old men and women as they, in that position, fully blocked my view of Greg's garden. It was all so picturesque that I grabbed my cell phone to capture the moments. You know how I like to snow. You know how I like snow, child. It got my juices flowing and made me hopeful that I might have a few ski opportunities this winter, COVID permitting. I said goodbye to 2021 a few days ago. 2021 wasn't too much different than 2020, except One could choose to get vaccinated and boosted to prevent Delta and Omicron variants from wreaking havoc in their lives, unlike how it did the first nine months of the pre-vaccine stage of coronavirus. I am glad to have said goodbye to that second year of insane reaction to a disease that has changed our lives, probably forever. I won't say goodbye, though, to wearing a mask. And recently, I even wore plastic gloves to a family gathering because I had a sense that at least one person had not been vaccinated. I cannot seem to say goodbye to the aftermath of the insurrection whose one-year anniversary will occur in a few days because the investigation still lingers. Some of the folks obviously involved have been arrested and sentenced, and some with just a slap on the hand and probation. Can you believe that? Storming a government building with weapons, threatening the lives of our state representatives, and putting your feet on the desk 
of the Speaker of the House will yield a sentence much less than a black man caught with an ounce of cocaine whose only intent was to harm himself by getting high. I don't think I can watch the scene anymore. One scene that I recently rewatched was the final moments of Ahmaud Arbery's life. I was on pins and needles that day in 2021 when the verdict from the jury found all three men involved in the lynching while running case guilty. Guilty? What? Did justice happen? Maybe 2021 will be remembered for two just verdicts since the policeman, Derek Chauvin, was also found guilty of murdering George Floyd. On the eve of the new year, I had a burst of energy and decided to get rid of the dirt, clutter, and dust I'd collected in 2021. I honestly believe that the burst got initiated the day before when my new mattress was delivered. I couldn't believe the layers of dust that hid under the areas my normal vacuuming couldn't get. But I was prepared for the task, and as the old pieces were swapped out for the new, I grabbed the minivac and sucked the stuff up as best I could. Now, new dust can collect. (laughs) There are some things I discovered in 2021 that I'd like to keep, though. You may remember from earlier episodes that I started Greg's Garden in honor of my dear brother who died March 28, 2021. And you may remember my new rock collecting hobby. I plan to continue to adorn the garden and already have excavated to enlarge the space for it. More free rocks will be just what I need for the expansion. I hope I can make progress in my grief of losing my brother. The last two months of 2021, I just couldn't shake it during the holidays. A few months after his passing, I told myself I needed to work toward that end, so I invited a few close friends to come to my home to watch movies. It was something we had done frequently a few years before COVID, but at the old P&G Theater in Greenbelt. The Greenbelt Movie Theater is unique in its presentation, even though it remodeled a few years ago. It featured featured thought-provoking kinds of cinema, the kind that you would like to sit and talk about once the movie ends. Fifteen months after COVID, we resumed this activity, but this time at my house watching my 58-inch TV, which is connected to an IPTV service, providing me access to all sorts of regular TV channels, new, move, new and old movies, and special events. The best part about our movie day is that we can watch two or three and eat while we do so. I can hit the pause button at some profound point, and we can check in with each other to see if we got it. And if not, Rewind and review it again. It's been a wonderful experience, and I look forward to First Fridays because it's a day to have safe, vaccinated, and boosted fun. I need this to continue in 2022 so that I can continue to heal. 
Mid-year of 2021, mom and I started doing chair yoga together, even though she lives in her apartment in Baltimore and I in my home. Cell phone apps make such a connection possible. We use Duo, and I call her two to three times a week to have a 20 to 25 minute session based on what I've learned in the chair yoga class I take over Zoom. But what makes our sessions interesting are the chats we have before we begin our exercises. Mom has always been shy about speaking her mind or to even share her experiences. But now that she is in a senior building, I have noticed how much more willing she is to put in her two cents. So, before we start our session, we spend time catching up on the latest bingo adventure, how much she has won, or who has moved in or out of the building, or what activity will happen that week that might conflict with our chair yoga, or whether she needs me to go to the bank and get her some more bingo money, or review her meal menu for the day, or who from her bingo group has called her to say they're going today, or what doctor appointments she has coming up and who will be her driver, or what time she will get picked up for bingo, etc., etc. <laughs> she will be 90 on the 30th of this month, and I hope the stars are aligned such that we can continue this practice far beyond 2022. As I get older and move farther into my eighth decade, uh, remember, child, to count years one through ten as the first decade, (laughs) I often think about looking up old friends. My last episode described my friendship experiences through 2021. I would like to put an addendum, though, here to that story I told. There are friends in my age group who have grandchildren and who send me a family photo Christmas card each year or a Christmas letter update updating me on their year-long experiences. Out of the blue, I received a text of old photos. The youngest daughter of my deceased Georgia friend said she had rumbled through old boxes and discovered a photo of her mom and me at our first reunion visit. We were standing in front of a Georgia library sign in a nearby small town. She also sent me a photo of her family and a Christmas card. Both of these came just weeks after I shared that story with you, listeners. Now that the daughter is fully grown up, I decided to share that story with her. She she shared it with one of her two sisters, and shortly after that, We were able to have a conference call, adding in my two remaining friends from Texas and North Carolina. It was all in divine order that things unfolded the way they did. We spoke for over an hour and got caught up on the lives of their children as well as themselves. It was an early Christmas present, especially because Texas, North Carolina, and I had not spoken on the phone as a threesome in years. I hope in 2022, I can keep my door open for more of such divine reconnections. And on New Year's Day, it began. My high school in Baltimore is an historical one. 
When it was created in 1828, it was the first school for black girls in the United States taught by the Oblate Sisters of Providence. You may remember I told you how the Order of Nuns was started by a Haitian woman because the white convents would not accept her. The school is now co-ed and has few nuns teaching due to the decline in interest for becoming a nun, but it still thrives. Well, in 2016, I would have celebrated 50 years graduating from St. Francis Academy. One other classmate and I did our best to locate classmates. It was a difficult task because the school was also a boarding school and we had classmates from Chicago, New York, Miami, New Orleans, and South Carolina. It's even more difficult to locate girls because if as a woman they marry and change their name, we have no way of making the connection. But we did our best and I reached one classmate from New Orleans who could not make the event because her summer was already planned, she said. But I appreciated that she returned my call, even though in the message she added that she didn't really remember me. When Sister Reginald, my favorite algebra teacher, died, I called New Orleans, who now lives in Atlanta, to report the sad news. She didn't remember Sister Reginald either. But that was okay, because New Orleans slash Atlanta didn't take Sister Reginald for algebra. In fact, she didn't arrive at St. Francis until our junior year. New Year's Day, 2022, my cell phone rang, and it just happened to be on the desk as I checked my email. The number had no name, and I immediately thought it was a telemarketer working on its quota on the first day of the year. But something made me answer, and after the fifth ring, I heard the familiar soprano voice of my classmate who didn't remember me. She just called to say, Happy New Year. Over an hour later, we ended our reconnection phone call, identifying many things we had in common and promised to stay in touch. I hope to enjoy more of these kind of connections in 2022. I look out the window now and see that the first snow of the season and for the new year is not letting up. It just might be a mini blizzard as I see sprays of snow in the air signaling the acceleration of the wind. The temperatures are probably, or the temperature is probably very low at the moment too. The cars in my driveway look like abandoned vehicles in an alley. The streets have no demarcation as to where it ends and the sidewalk begins. The window screen in my computer and music room looks as if it has lost a snowball fight, having remnants of windblown snow smattered and smashed against it as it as an aftermath. The snow is pure, clean, new, just like this year in its early days. I am praying that 2022 will be the year for us to renew, to restore the world to a healthy state, both physically, mentally, and I'll also add legislatively. To reignite good acquaintances and to appreciate the long-standing ones, 
is also my hope. I've already begun getting rid of what no longer works or fits. I have cleaned, organized, and cleared that which was dirty, cluttered, and dark. I am making space for the new in this new year, in 2022. I hope you do, too. Till next time.